الحمد لله نحمده ونستعين به ونستهديه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار عباد الله إن أهم وصف لكتاب الله عز وجل وأكثره ورودا في كتابه كونه هدى يهدي أو يهتدي به الناس في الظلمات هدى للبشرية جمعاء في معاشها ومعادها وهذا هو أول وصف يقرع الأسماع عند الابتداء في قراءة كتاب الله عز وجل يقول الله ذلك الكتاب لا ريب فيه هدى للمتقين هذا الوصف تكرر في آيات عدة ولكن من يقرأ هذه الآيات يلاحظ أن الله عز وجل لم يذكر هذه الهداية في مجال معين ولا زمان معين بل هي هداية جامعة شاملة هداية جامعة شاملة في شتى مجالات الحياة في أمور الدين والدنيا في أمور الدين والدنيا جعله الله عز وجل هداية في كل مجال من مجالات الحياة فمن قرأ هذا القرآن باغياً هداه هداه الله عز وجل ومن قرأ هذا القرآن بنية الطعن والنقد وصرف الناس عنه صرفه الله عز وجل عن كتاب الله تبارك وتعالى 
وكل إنسان منا له مع القرآن حادثة فالذي يعاني من مشاكل في عمل أو في من مشاكل مع أولاد مع زوجة مع جيران مع إسلامه كل منا له حادثة مع كتاب الله عز وجل تطرق لها القرآن تطرق لها القرآن وقصها علينا Dear respected brothers and sisters in Islam One of the best names of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or one of the best descriptions of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that the Quran is a book of guidance is a book of hidayah the Quran is a book of hidayah it is guidance for all of the needs and benefits of this life and in the hereafter it is the guide for humans concerning fundamental and secondary aspects guidance in each and every aspect of life not in one thing not in two things but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابُ لَا رَيْبَ فِيهِ هُدًا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ This is the book concerning which there is no doubt whatsoever. Guidance for those who seek its guidance. And then once you open the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you, you, you try to recite in Surah Al-Fatiha, you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance. You say, اِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمُ and then right in the second surahs, couple of ayahs after it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, this is where you, you will find guidance. You ask me for guidance, this is where you will find this guidance. In every single aspect of our lives. And each and every one of us has a story with the Quran. You have a problem with your wife, you have a problem with your husband, you have a problem at work, you have a problem with your money, you have a problem with your children, you have a problem with neighbors. Each and every one of them, the Quran mentions something about it. And when you read, you feel that this is my story. This is what I'm facing. This is what I'm struggling with. So each and every one of us has something related to him or to her in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And why I started with this? Because this is very important. Very, very important. For anything that we have in our lives, then we must turn to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seek Allah's guidance. Why? Because the Quran is the stories of the Quran are not just the stories or all the stories you think that are irrelevant. The teachings of the Quran are applicable for every time, every place. This hidayah is not only for a particular time or particular location or particular people. This hidayah for each and every human being. Those who lived at that time and those who existed after them and those who will exist after us, that Quran is made for each and every one of us. 
And then in the last couple of khutbahs, we talked about some important rights that we need to take care of. And the last Friday, I talked about one of the fruits of Iman, one of the fruits of faith, sincere faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that you will get the dua and the supplications of those who bear the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that beautiful passage in Surah Ghafir. And I skipped one ayah, one of the dua of the angels for the people of Iman, رَبَّنَا وَأَدْخِلُهُمْ جَنَّاتِ عَدْنٍ الَّتِي وَعَدْتَهُمْ So I skipped that part. I explained ayah number 7 and 9. I skipped ayah number 8 because this ayah is, is, is of great importance. And this ayah talks about the relationship between parents and children. The relationship between parents and, and children. Very important ayah. And as we all know, insha'Allah ta'ala, this Friday, probably next Friday, I will talk about a very common mistakes, very common mistakes that is taking place between parents and children. Very common mistakes. And hopefully, insha'Allah ta'ala, we will benefit from them, we'll learn from those mistakes, and we'll try our best not to repeat them again, insha'Allah, azza wa jal. But today, just the first part that I want to make it clear to each and every one of us, know that. And I gave probably a similar khutbah before a year ago. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the owner of guidance. This is number one. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the owner of guidance. Hidayah is controlled by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it so clear in the Qur'an. فَذَكِّرْ إِنَّمَا أَنْتَ مُذَكِّرْ لَسْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ بِمُصَيْتِرِ Your job, your responsibility is to remind them, to remind them, and you choose the right time to remind them, to advise them, but the hidayah, you are not like in control over them. إِنَّكَ لَا تَهْدِي مَنْ أَحْبَبْتْ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يَهْدِي مَنْ يَشَاءُ You are not the one who guides whom you love, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides whom he wills. This has to be clear. They respected brothers and sisters in Islam. That's why you look at the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it started that the Qur'an is a book of guidance. And this is one of the best names of Allah. The best names of the Qur'an. The Qur'an is a book of guidance, the book of mercy, the, the book of uh, shifa, the book of maw'idah. It has many names, but the most important one of them is the Qur'an is kitabu hidayah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes in many, many places in the Qur'an the relationship between parents and children. By way of, by way of example, so instead of talking about the, the theory of parenting, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned many, many cases in the Qur'an. Some of them are amazing. Some of them are amazing. Some of them are very scary. Some of them are very scary, but at the end of the day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is trying to give us something, to give a message that is so important I am the one who guides, not you. You look at the case of Ibrahim alayhi salam. 
Right? This number one. You look at the case of Ibrahim alayhi salam. His father used to, to make false gods. Ibrahim's father, Azar, used to build idols. And Ibrahim alayhi salam is one of the, the greatest leader of the concept of Tawheed. The entire religion of Islam is called Millata Abikum Ibrahim. This is the Millah. This is the legacy. That what you are upon today is the legacy of your father, Ibrahim alayhi salam. Ibrahim alayhi salam was in a place that every single one was an idol worshiper. Every single one, including his father. Azor and the Quran says, وَإِذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ لِأَبِيهِ أَصْنَامًا آلِهًا So subhanallah, you look at it there. It's not like Ibrahim alayhi salam had an amazing environment, had an amazing supportive environment. It was a corrupt society 100%. This is one example that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave in the Quran. Do we see this? Yes. Sometimes we see parents are not practicing Islam whatsoever. Are not upon the deen whatsoever. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings from them ulama. Brings from them righteous people. And you sometimes you look at them and say, how? Look at the father and look at the son. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us the example of Ibrahim alayhi salam and his father. The father was an idol worshiper, idol maker. Ibrahim salam was the leader of Tawheed. Nuh salam was a prophet. The son of Nuh salam was a disbeliever. Another case in the Quran. And then you see, subhanallah, a good father. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed him, you can say, with two sets of children. You know, sometimes some of your kids are good. They're upon the deen. And sometimes, subhanAllah, for some reason, one of them, two of them are completely different from their siblings, from their brothers and sisters. You have a son like an angel. You have another son completely off. The same father, same house, same environment, same teachings. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us a lesson. Ya'qub alayhi salam. Ya'qub alayhi salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed him in general with beautiful kids. But also in the beginning some of them were troublemakers. And Yusuf alayhi salam was completely different than his brothers. And then here the point that, that Allah subhanahu or the lesson that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us. Very important lesson that you have a father doing nothing. A father doing nothing whatsoever. But the product is amazing. Ibrahim alayhi salam. And you have a father is doing everything. Everything you could think of. He يعني, did everything. Everything to provide them a good environment.
But the product is mixed. Like Yaqub alayhi salam. And then you look at Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam with his uncle. Very special uncle. Like a father figure. And at the end of the day, subhanallah, the best da'iyah ever, the best teacher, the best educator, and Abu Talib had the best teacher with the best message, with the best opportunity. Nothing was missing. Nothing was missing. But at the end, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when he saw his prophet in pain, right? He says, إِنَّكَ لَا تَهْدِي مَنْ أَحْبَبْتِ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يَهْدِي مَنْ يَشَاءَ You have a prophet and his wife. You have a prophet and his son. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran gave us every single scenario that you could face in this life. A good father with a messed up son. A messed up dad with a good son. A good father with mixed children. A good husband with messed up wife. A good wife like Asiya, Fir'aun's wife, and a messed up husband like Fir'aun. That could be my case. It could be yours. And at the end of the day, you, you, you say, I have done everything. There are some parents that respected brothers and sisters in Islam. They move from one state to another state. Looking for a better Muslim community. Looking for Islamic school. Looking for a the program. Sometimes even they sacrifice most, most of their salary for the sake of their children. And they come here or there. And at the end of the day, it didn't work. And then now you become like in a state of depression. What is going on? Am I wrong? Am I going to be held responsible for that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already answered this question, my brother. Read the Quran. Your case is in the Quran. Your case is in the Quran. That's why again, Quran is a book of Hidayah. It's a book of Hidayah. You have this Quran did talk about. You have that Quran did talk about. Surah Al-Kahf. That young man who was killed by Al-Khadr. Allah mentioned why this happened. He said, His parents were righteous people. And this young man, when he grew up, he's going to be a big trial for them. He may even like divert them from the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the parents were righteous. Were righteous. Allah says, Within the same surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did talk about two orphans. Two orphans when Musa alayhi salam entered that village and he fixed the wall to protect the treasure of those two young children. They were orphans. What does it mean? Meaning their father was not there. Was not there. No one to supervise them. But Allah wanted good for them. Look, subhanallah. This, this book is amazing. Why I started with this? So I do not want you to feel that because shaitan might come and you open the door for him 
And he said, you haven't done your job. You'll be punished because of your son, man. You did not do this and that. Do not take more than what you can bear. لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها. When you feel sad, this is going to be the coming khutbah and maybe part of it, insha'Allah ta'ala. But just, I want to put this foundation to make this clear to each and every one of us that hidayah is in Allah's hand. Subhanallah, you look at. And one of the most beautiful examples in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most unique example in the book of Allah azza wa jal, is the example of Ya'qub alayhi salam. Beautiful, even though the Quran is full of stories and lessons, but Surah Yusuf is so special. Why Surah Yusuf is so special? Because the entire Surah, from ayah number one till the end, is dedicated 100% to the telling of the story of Yusuf alayhi salam. This is, by the way, very unique in the Quran. You have Surah Yunus. Probably half a page about Yunus. You have Hud, السلام, Surah Hud, half a page about Hud. You have Surah Muhammad, about the first four ayahs, four or five ayahs about Prophet Muhammad. But you come to Surah Yusuf, السلام, the entire Surah, more than half a juz. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the beginning of the Surah, very profound ayah. One of the most incredible ayah in the entire surah. What did Allah say? لَقَدْ كَانَ فِي يُوسُفَ وَإِخْوَتِهِ آيَاتٌ لِلسَّائِلِينَ Indeed, in the story of Yusuf and his brothers, both are miraculous signs. For who? For السَّائِلِين. What are السَّائِلِين? السَّائِل, those who ask questions. But also a sail someone who's in need. A sail is someone who's in need. So you have a lot to learn from them if you have questions. And you have a lot to learn from them if you're in need. Subhanallah. Most of the time we all know the story. What happened with Yusuf السلام, but sometimes we do not pay much attention to some of the very profound lessons that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put inside of the story. We know that Yusuf alayhi salam was kidnapped. Yusuf alayhi salam was sold as a slave. Yusuf alayhi salam was in prison. We all know this. But there, there are things in between. There are things in between. And this is the lesson that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives. In every single story, Allah will choose one passage, one conversation, and he will put it in his book. And when Allah mentioned that, I told you before, study that. Like the advice of Karun by his people, like the advice of Luqman to his son, like the advice of Yaqub to Yusuf And the way the surah begins, amazing. Allah mentioned a young man, who came up to his father with a dream. A dream. He said, Ya Abati, inni ra'aytu ahada ashara kawkaba wa shamsa wal kamara ra'aytuhum li sajideen. I have seen 11 stars, the sun and the moon, 
all of them making rude prostrating before me. This is the use of the dream. He was too young though, very young. Yusuf probably at that time at the age of seven or less than seven years old. When he came with that dream, seven years old, coming to his father, said, my dad, I had a dream last night. I saw 11 stars, the sun and the moon are making sujood before me. Yaqub salam says, والشمس والقمر رأيتهم لي سجن قال يا بني لا تقصص رؤياك على إخوتك My dear son do not share this dream of yours with your brothers فيكيدوا لك كيدا So they, they might plan or plot something against you and you know إن الشيطان للإنسان عدو مبين Allah mentioned this conversation do you think that this is the only conversation in the Quran between Yaqub and Yusuf Do you think within seven, eight years, this is the only conversation that took place between Yaqub and his son? There are endless conversation. However, Allah chose this one, decided to put it in his book. Now you got a question, why did Allah mention this? What is so special about this? Do not tell your brothers about this because they will do something against you. Right? Because, and then Allah, the ayat continues, and the key is the second ayah. وَكَذَلِكَ يَجْتَبِيكَ رَبُّكَ وَيُعَلِّمُكَ مِنْ تَأْوِيلِ الْأَحَادِيثِ وَيُتِمُّ نِعْمَتَهُ عَلَيْكَ وَعَلَىٰ آلِ يَعْقُوبِ كَمَا أَتَمَّهَا عَلَىٰ أَبَوَيْكَ مِنْ قَبْلِ Right? He said, that is how Allah has especially chosen you Look at the words of Yaqub to seven years old. Look at the words of courage, positive message. That is how Allah has especially chosen you. يَجْتَبِيكَ رَبُّكَ And يَجْتِبَاءَ يعني You have certain skills, not anyone. And then Allah will teach you that to, how to interpret all kinds of speeches. This not just the dreams. And then Allah will complete His favor upon you like He did with your ancestors or your forefathers this is the message and then he said at the end your lord alim all-knowing hakim all-wise i want you to think about this soon after this conversation soon right after it, yusuf has been kidnapped soon after it, yusuf alayhi salam did not see his father for so many years right after this conversation. Seven years old. And Yusuf spent almost, you can say, his entire childhood, his entire youth, you can say, in a non-Muslim environment. Yeah, nothing was positive around him. He was actually in a politician's house, which is more corruption. He was in a politician's house. And then, even after some years in that negative environment, he got falsely accused and he was in prison. And in prison you are around who? In general. Yes, there are some innocent people, but the vast majority of them are, are criminal. So everything, subhanAllah, was. And the lesson that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that, right? 
no matter what negative, negative environment you are in, you still can hold on to your religion. Because most of the time we blame the environment, we blame the society, we blame the schools. My children go to public schools, that's why. They do this and that, that's why, no. Iman, the respected brothers and sisters in Islam, a faith in Allah is not always dependent on their environments. Look at Yusuf and look at Ibrahim both. Both. The society was 100% corrupt, but they were able to hold on to their faith. Why? This is the real question. And how they made it? This is the real question. But at the end of the day, remember this. This is the, the action item. Alhamdulillah. Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi. Wa man ihtada bihudah. This is just like an introduction to next week khutbah. This khutbah will give many of us a lot of comfort because sometimes as you, sometimes we take it very serious and and we sometimes we, we, we fall into a state of subhanallah depression because you keep questioning yourself if I did do my part or not this will give us a lot of comfort alhamdulillah that hidayah comes from Allah azza wa jal but also the next Friday will make some of us feel the pain so I'm gonna balance it I will balance it so I'm gonna talk about major mistakes that is taking place when it comes to parenting, when it comes to raising our children. And at the end of the day, don't take that, ah, oh, maybe Sheikh is attacking me. No, 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 this is not the message. I'm not the best father. I have some mistakes too. And the more I study, the more I learn that I have made major mistakes with my kids. That's why, subhanallah, I will share this with you from the book of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that the most important thing, let's open our eyes. Because raising children is a form of jihad. Is a form of jihad. I would say probably this is the greatest form of jihad. Raising children. Parenting who said, what? Well, it was easy. Read that book. You will enjoy it. Parenting who said it was easy. Beautiful book. So inshallah ta'ala will talk about some mistakes, some solutions inshallah azza wa jal, and then at the end of the day, we do what we can do, and we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from us, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give his hidayah, his guidance, to each and every one of us, Allahumma ameen. That's the whole point inshallah. Barakallahu feekum, wa jazakumullahu khayra. Nas'alullah lana wa lakum. التوفيق والسداد والإخلاص في القول والعمل اللهم يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك اللهم يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك اللهم يا مقلب القلوب 
ثبت قلوبنا على دينك ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما وأقم الصلاة